Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Is it Hump Day or Kanye Day? Today is Kanye West Wednesday. Okay, that's what I was just asking. Yeah, there's a lot of Kanye going on. Charlemagne, your interview was making the rounds yesterday. Yeah, I saw. As well as my man uh, Van Lathan, because yes. for whatever reason Kanye took his ass up to TMZ. Yes, <laughs> and uh, that was true Gemini stuff. Okay? Was that the same? Was that pre-recorded also from the last time when he said they said he came up there, played the album? No, I think that was live. Oh, yesterday. Kanye was that was, that was yesterday. Li- that was he live yeah, yesterday. He was on TMZ absolutely positively yesterday. Yeah, that was live. Our, yesterday. our interview was three weeks ago. It was uh, what's today? What's is it May? It's May, right? May 18th for your interview. April 18th for your interview. April 18th is when I recorded that interview. So that was like what? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, exactly. Yeah, yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago, exactly. We got a lot to talk about, Kanye. You know what I did yesterday? I did see that movie. uh, What's uh, what's the name of the movie where there's no talking in the movie. It's, it's like a silent movie. It's 90% of a quiet scary movie. Oh, the, uh, the, uh, they, they'll they'll kill us if we talk or yeah, something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. I've seen that. My daughter wanted to see I know what you're talking that. about. I can't remember the name of it. It's so uncomfortable, but it, and no disrespect to anybody that's overweight, but you could tell the overweight people in the movie. Thing, and, I'm not, and, I'm not, and the only reason I'm saying this and I it hate it. so quiet you can hear them Yes! Hard. You, no, no, you can hear them eating because it's quiet. So, so only overweight people were eating? Because when you look around you, you see who it is and then you'd be like, yeah, I Listen, man, it. stop body shaming, man. I'm not like, body shaming. People, I'm not. You got grown men like Kanye getting liposuction, man, because they don't want to get teased the way Rob Kardashian got teased, man. Yeah, that's sad, man. He got liposuction because of that. And Jesus I wa- Christ. And I wanted to ask you, too. <laughs> I'm not what? laughing. Does he have friends around him? What do you mean? Like, Kanye have real, true friends. He because- has his wife. I don't know. You know that's I'm his, saying, I'm his saying- best friend. I mean, it, it should be, but there's certain things that my, wa- my wife's not going to allow me to get liposuction. Especially after my mom died from a procedure. So my, mom, my wife is not going to let... My friends are not going to let me. But I mean, if you're... But if, Kim but, does all kinds of yeah, stuff. That's what I'm saying. If the family's into it, why not? Like, I got a, a The a whole friend. entire family does plastic surgery, so how can they tell you not to? Yeah, I guess. But, like, I got a friend that's overweight, right? And, and I call him every day and encourage him, oh, you, you hit the gym today? What you eat today? Because I want him to lose weight the proper way, the right way, because I'm his friend. You know, I got another friend that has a, had a drinking problem. I call him every day. You good? As everything, like, because that's my friend. Listen, you know, you know me. What I mean? Y'all like to say I be fat shaming, so I'm quick to tell a person they need to go to the gym. Uh, you know, put that damn that pizza, that slice of pizza down. Okay, so I have no problem uh, telling somebody that, but I, I've never heard a man say they got liposuction. Apparently, that's the thing, though. Because yesterday, yeah, he's not a lot, the only man a, a who's lot, gotten liposuction. A lot of people was hitting me yesterday saying that's the thing. They say you can get like a little bit of fat taking out your man boobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get some taking out the mid area. Actually, like, well, some guys could not even be really overweight yeah. and will have some type of man boobs. I it's called something. I forget what they call yeah, it. Yeah, titties. No, but it's, it's a real uh, name for it, and they actually have wow. to get surgery because no matter how much weight they lose, they'll still have it. 
All I know is the day is Kanye West Wednesday. Uh, at seven, what are we going to do? We're going to replay? Yeah, 7 o'clock, we're going to uh, play your interview with Kanye West. Then uh, T.I. will be here T.I. will be joining us. Yes. So we got and a lot he had going an interview, on. a sit-down, well, back-and-forth conversation with Kanye as well. and T.I. has had several back-and-forth conversations with T.I. As I've had several back-and-forth conversations with Kanye. Now, did I mean, Kanye really say that Kanye. slavery was a choice? He did say he did that. Say that. For black people. You didn't see it? He did say that. I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to be honest with you. What I did yesterday... I had uh, three interviews after the show yesterday. One was in Brooklyn at the Juice Bar, and then I had one up here, and then I had one downtown. I worked last night until 11 o'clock, so you, I really didn't have oh, a nonstop. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, okay. So I really haven't ch- had a chance to sit down, so today's the day. And I know we're going to play Kanye and Charlamagne this morning, so I'll hear it then. I haven't heard anything. No, he, didn't play, he didn't say it with Charlamagne. He said it on TMZ. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we'll talk about it more when we come back. We'll definitely talk about it. And then we got front page news. And then after news. this, I'm Kanye'd out after today. Yeah, it's amazing. After today, it's I'm a, done. It's amazing he's not, nothing's coming out. Like, he has, it's not an album coming out. Mm-mm. It's no Yeezy sneakers being released. I thought know. he does have an album coming out. Not till July. You got some yeah, time. I I'm, okay, yeah. After today, I don't want to talk about Kanye. Are we doing front page news him? or are yes. we doing Kanye and front page news? What are we doing? Which one, uh, which we are one doing <laughs> front page news. Let's talk about a new uh, online dating Lituation for you. Okay, we'll get into that when we come back. And of course, all morning long, if you don't know what's going on with Kanye, we'll fill you I in. I still won't know after this. I no, feel y- like. You will know. We'll, we'll tell you. I feel like I still won't know. You might be confused, though, but you'll know. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the Cavaliers beat the Raptors last night. No, yeah, the Cavaliers beat the Raptors last night. You got the wrong score. This says 113-122, but I think it was 113-112 last night. Cavs lead 1-0. Uh, Golden State Warriors beat the Pelicans 121-116. Now, let's talk about, you talking about uh, Facebook? Uh, yes. Now, Facebook is getting into online dating. You just can set up a dating profile. It'll be just your, be your first name. Mm-hmm. And it won't be visible to your friends, and it won't appear in news feeds. And then they'll actually help you hook up with people that you're not already friends with. So it won't be like, oh, you know, one of the people that's already in your network. And that's all part of a broader effort. They're trying to get people to spend as much time as possible on Facebook, having all these different services in one place. Uh, They also created Marketplace where people can browse items for sale nearby that's going to compete with Craigslist and eBay. And you can also order takeout directly from restaurants like Chipotle, Panera, and Papa John's, just like Seamless and Grubhub do. First of all, Facebook, you're late. Okay, people have been using Facebook as a date. App. Yeah, it's just not officially, I guess. Stop it. You know how yeah. many people that got pregnant off Facebook, married off Facebook? Knock Co- it off. Connected with this. people from the past. Now let's, what else you want to talk about from Facebook? All right, well, I want to talk about the story in Brooklyn. Now, a Brooklyn jail guard, his massive hook-shaped penis, which isn't circumcised, is what helped the feds catch him for sexually assaulting inmates. Excuse me? What? What? What do you mean? Explain. I'd like to hear more. All right, so... He was, uh, I guess, forcing women to do things with him, like perform oral sex and dropping their pants and masturbating in front of them. Uh, Lieutenant Eugenio Perez, Eugenio Perez is the person at the Metropolitan Detention Center, and he's accused of forcing these women to give him oral sex. They said they were able to get him because multiple accusers came forward and described what his penis looked like. They Ugh. said it was huge. They said it was hook-shaped. They also said he wasn't circumcised. Now, one of the inmates testified, if it didn't stink, I would have been all over that ish. She said the odor was pissy. Damn. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
That sounds what? crazy. Jesus well, I'm glad they caught him. You got to clean that schmegma, man. You out there with foreskin. Yeah, so it's not circumcised. Hey, you wake so up in I'm the sure morning, it... man, with foreskin, man. Peel that thing back. Take a Q-tip to that oh, thing, man. Now, goodness. the woman who said that she was jailed at the time on a drug charge, but she's been released, and she said he first approached her when she was getting cleaning supplies from the uh, lieutenant's office. That's exactly what he needed. Cleaning supplies to clean around that foreskin. <laughs> and there. then she said she first embraced his hugs and kisses because she was lonely. She said, then he tried to push my head down so I could... I can't say this. And then she said, I felt used at that point, and I felt like I was making a mistake. I wanted to be touched by another human being, but it just wasn't him. I just was lonely. It made me feel normal again, alive, because when you're in jail, you feel dead. Imagine being in court and uh, somebody says your meat stink in front of a whole courtroom. Well, so I think there's a lot worse. Like, he has to go to jail for a long time. I mean, time. that too, yeah. but still. So he would arrange for them to clean on the second floor. He would expose his penis through the zipper of his pants, masturbate, and then demand oral sex. And then they said, according to all the different uh, female inmates who testified, there was even a pattern to how he ejaculated into a paper towel, and then he would fold it up and dispose it. Come on, all you uncircumcised brother, man. Keep your penises clean, all right? It's spring. Spring cleaning for your foreskin, please. My goodness. Please, all guys. right. And that's guys, front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent and hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night. Whatever it may be. Or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Ziggy calling from Charleston. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, 843, what's happening? So check it out. I got a gig at Walmart, right? They said I was eligible for hiring, but they didn't call me back yet. It's been five days. Mm. Did you call them back? No. Well, maybe you should do that. Or maybe you're not getting the job. But you should... right. No, you should definitely hit them up and be like, hey, I'm just checking in to see if there was any other information that you needed and to see the status of my no, resume. I passed, the back, I passed the background check and all that, but I ain't getting no call back. Sir, call it's called them. a follow-up. You ever heard of a follow-up? God damn, this your first job? No. I did. <laughs> this, is my, this is my 13th job. Your 13th job. Listen, f- go follow up, bro. Stop playing. All right. All right. My Jeez. goodness. But you could call us. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Frederica. How are you guys? Hey, Frederica. Hey, Get Freddy. it off your chest. Oh, hi. My family do call me Freddie, by the way. <laughs> I haven't been um, too much keeping up with the whole Kanye West thing, only some things that I've seen on Twitter and the whole TMZ thing or whatever. But I would like people to have the same energy that they had when Kim Zolciak was like, uh, slavery wasn't all that real. I would like them to have the same energy with this brother talking about 400 years of slavery was a choice, okay? You think we not? Okay, you think yes, we not going to have that same energy? Definitely got that same energy. I love, love you too, you, boo. Angela. I love you, Angela. Love you, baby. We're going to have that same energy, though, mama. Yeah, I'm disgusted. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Tanisha from Detroit. Hey, mama, what up, though? Get it off your dick. chest. Yes, I'm here spreading love and blessing. You know, there's so much negativity in the world, and ain't nobody got time for that. I be feeling the same way all the time. That's why I keep it positive. That's all you can do. You know what I'm saying? And even with... Nobody else keeps it positive. You have to keep it positive for yourself. That's what I say. I don't let anybody else dictate what my mood is going to be. There you go, mama. Hello, who's this? This is Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Ray, Get it off your chest, Ray Ray. Good morning, JMV. Good morning, Charmaine the Guy. Good morning, Angela E. Morning, my brother. What's happening, Ray Ray? And also, I want to talk about the whole Kanye situation. Today is Kanye West Wednesday. Go. 
<laughs> All right. So at first, I'm not going to lie. I was on a little kind of like cancel Kanye train at first. But after watching the interview with Charlamagne the guy yesterday with him and the whole TMZ situation, I kind of feel bad for Kanye now. I kind of feel like Kanye really does need some type of help. He definitely needs he help. He definitely needs help. I he mean, needs he, to put he, his phone down. He needs some friends around him. He definitely needs help. I mean, he told y'all he on meds. And he definitely needs a translator because he does not know how to communicate. Um, but you know, like I, yeah. keep, I like I keep telling Kanye, you gotta you gotta measure twice and cut once when it comes to your thoughts. Because I'm sure that you treat the fabric, your fabrics better than you do your thoughts. You know, when you design and clothes, you don't just go cutting up fabrics. You do you measure, you cut correctly. That's what he needs to start doing. Measure twice, cut correct. once. Correct. And yeah, I kind of know how you're talking about the whole how what he wanted to do in the future and stuff like that. But right now, I think Kanye needs to worry about his mental state right now. He needs to worry about Kanye right now. Maybe and we need to just ignore him. Kanye does. All right, bro. Well, thanks for calling in. Have a good day. All righty. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hey, peace and blessing, young world. How you guys doing? Porter Potty guy, what's up? Get it off your chest. Good morning, Sean. Hey, what's happening? Hey, good morning, Charlamagne. Hey, man, I gotta give you some props, man. Even though we don't get along sometimes. <laughs> Why, you know, you don't get along with me. I don't be thinking about you. God bless you, though, oh, my sure. brother. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> hey, I really like I really like that Kanye West interview, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I think you did that. a good job, man. And I, you know, I, I really like appreciate Ye even expressing himself, you know? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, if you haven't heard it, we're going to get it on at 7 a.m. Charlemagne talks to Ye. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, Trav. Hey, Ye. Hey, Trav. Uh, what's up, Charlemagne? Hello, sis. <laughs> How are you, sir? Listen, Why are you shading uh, Charlemagne uh, this morning, Trav? Uh, don't, 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 what's up, sis? Me today, Charlemagne, guys. Talk to me. I just heard him clap his hand. He said, don't. And I heard him that. go, uh. Go, Trav. Hit him. Listen, can we talk about Kanye? Let's do it, Trey. Kanye was Wednesday. I told, I told Charlamagne that we were going to revisit this topic after this interview dropped. Okay. And first of all, interview was the most tired, drawn-out, boring, oversold crap I've heard in a long time. Jeez, Trey. There's definitely bits and pieces of brilliant Kanye I mean, within the interview, but he was still rambling too much about rich person stuff that nobody cares about. I enjoyed the piece about Jay, and but got absolutely nothing out of the conversation around Trump, which leads me to you, Mr. Charlemagne the God. Uh-oh. Yes. Because this is probably one of your worst interviews that I've ever seen you do. And I've probably seen you do almost every single interview. I saw a lot of people of saying they thought it was an excellent interview and that he is Oprah. Trav, let me ask you a question. You do, realize, you do realize this interview was three weeks ago, right? Way before he put on the MAGA hat and all that other stuff, right? So, but the thing about it is, you, he still is talking about Donald Trump. And you used to be a man of the people. And you used to give every and anybody the credit they deserve because they deserved it. You gave Floyd Mayweather don- donkey today for Trump. You gave Mary Mary donkey today for Trump. But guess who didn't get it? You well, didn't wait. give it to Steve. Trav, did you ask him, well, well, did you well, ask well, him who he's giving donkey well, to today, Trav? Yes, exactly. And, and for, oh, no, 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 that's, that, that's the thing that I want to say. Like, don't give it to him now because you gave him the Charlemagne care package. No, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving him donkey today for a specific reason. For him saying that 400 years of slavery was a choice, just like I gave Mary Mary donkey today for a specific reason because she said that she likes Donald Trump because of his Christian views, just like I gave Floyd Mayweather donkey today for a specific reason because he said that grabbing him by the poom poom was just locker room talk. See, they're all specific reasons. But you don't listen. Oh, hold on, so, let me finish this, Charlamagne. Yes. Because 
Not only did you not give him Donkey today, you gave him the Charlemagne Care Package. You gave him the the deluxe edition Charlemagne Care Package. Yee. Yes. He gave himself Charlemagne gave himself Donkey today, bitch. Yeah, because because I wanted to I wanted to wait until people saw the interview, and I'm not mad at your opinion of the interview, but I mean, listen, I appreciate it, the fact that Trav really pays attention. No, I don't I don't I, 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 I don't I don't think I don't think Trav really paid attention because Trav is acting like Trav you acting like you, you acting like I just accepted him saying that uh, he likes Donald Trump. You know that wasn't the no, case. No, no, no. Let me say this. Don't try to give him donkey today now because of his comments yesterday regarding slavery. Because he should have got it the other day. He was beating around the bush. No shade, but he was beating around the bush. So keep your donkey today and give the person the credit who really deserves donkey today today, which is you. Charlie I gave Manny. myself donkey uh, two weeks ago. You're not making no sense thanks, now, Trav. Trav. Thanks, Trav. Now I gotta take. Now I gotta tell you to take your opinion and shove it up your. Oh you probably like it. <laughs> okay. Bye, Bye Trav. Goodness gracious, Trav was shady this morning. Hey, listen, man. Uh, Trav is entitled to his opinion. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. When we come back, I know we talking yay. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, you know we are. Let's talk about liposuction. Let's talk about slavery. And uh, Kanye West, how do all those things intertwine? All right. We'll do it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Kanye. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Whew. Well, Kanye went to TMZ yesterday and had some things to say. He was on TMZ Live. And he, amongst uh, many of the things that he said, this is the one thing that really, really, really went viral and struck a chord in a lot of people and had a lot of us upset. And here's what Kanye said about slavery in his own words. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. It's like we're, mm -hmm. we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes too, too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, Holocaust, Holocaust Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So Jesus prison Christ. is something that unites us as one race. Kanye has a terrible, uh, he don't know how to communicate with people. But Van Lathan, who is in the TMZ newsroom, responded, and here is what he had to say about this free thinking. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact and real-world, real-life consequence. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. Wow. Dropping a clue love for my guy, Van Lathan. So well said. I love that. I understand what Kanye was trying to say. Now, Kanye went on Twitter and said, to make myself clear, of course, I know that slaves did not get shackled and put on a boat by free will. My point is for us to have stayed in that position, even though the numbers were on our side, means that we were mentally enslaved. They cut out our tongues so we couldn't communicate to each other. I will not allow my tongue to be cut. So I guess that was a choice. Uh, Kanye versus the media is the modern-day Willie Lynch theory. They hung the most powerful in order to force fear into the others. They can no longer stop our voice. The Nat Turner movie never made it anywhere because it showed slaves revolting. I understood and understand why my guy brother Puff calls his network revolt. If this was 148 years ago, 
I would have been more like Harriet or Annette. A lot of people say what they would have did in that well, situation, by the way. Well, and then, you the know, universe has a plan. I knew that TMZ would be awesome. We are programmed to always talk and fight race issues. We need to update our conversation. The reason why I brought up the 400 years point is because we can't be mentally imprisoned for another 400 years. We need free thought now. And then um, he says he's being attacked for presenting new ideas. And then he also says, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. Harriet Tubman. That's a Harriet Tubman quote. I but I mean, way, I, uh, he's acting like slaves didn't rebel. Slaves did rebel. Slaves did. did revolt. Some slaves jumped off the ship because as Killmonger said, they knew that uh, death was better than bondage. So, I mean, it's not like slaves just sat around and were, were slaves. I mean, yes, yeah, some of them were psychologically in bondage. And, you know, you had those house Negroes who was just like, yo, I'm happy here. Don't, don't, don't rattle things up on the plantation, but plenty of slaves rebelled. Now, Mark Lamont Hill tweeted out, there has never been a moment in history when black people didn't resist slavery. Some did it by jumping off ships. Some killed masters. Some ran away. Some did it through everyday forms of resistance. Slave masters didn't retire. Our resistance led to our freedom. And then... I mean, I just kind of said that, but yeah. Well, I'm reading <laughs> other things that people said. And then um, another person, uh, and John Legend's been retweeting a lot of uh, what people have been saying. Harriet Tubman never said that. The, I freed a thousand slaves. This fake quote is actually pro-slavery since it implies that slaves deserve their condition because of ignorance or inherent servility. Now, hold on. That's the first time I saw that yesterday that Harriet Tubman never said that. I've been hearing a that bunch quote. people been saying I, yesterday. I've been hearing that quote my whole life from I some, actually looked it up too and it does say scholars. that that's never been um actually uh, confirmed as a quote from her. I got I don't I don't I got I don't believe that. I've been saying that all day. I, I, I saw that, that, that for the that first time yesterday. I don't know if that's just some legit. social media BS. I've never ever ever heard somebody say that's not a Harriet Tubman. But if Tubman you google quote. it you'll see that from years ago that people have said that quote is not a real quote. I literally hear people say that quote for years. All right, now Kanye yeah, West also had this to say about uh, liposuction while he was at TMZ. I was drugged the f*** out, bro. And I was addicted to opioids. Two days I got off of opioids, I'm in the hospital. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction because I didn't want y'all to call me fat like y'all called Rob at the wedding and made him fly home that's not funny. before me and Kim got married. Hey, that's not funny. He's serious with ass. it. That's hilarious. That's not funny. <laughs> he, that man has problems, man. He has, you know, he's blaming on y'all because I want oh, I want y'all. No, man, you you got to work on your security issues, man. Never, he has a I, lot I, of listen, problems, man. The man is being honest, okay? I've he never, is. I've never heard a man admit to having any type of liposuction. Apparently, that's a thing. I didn't it's know not dudes a thing. Out, I don't, it's, these dudes couple, out here getting their abs sculpted. No, they're getting their little titty meat sucked. I had no idea. No. All right. Well, and the I'm crazy thing is, I, well, Ye was chubby he earlier was. this year. Then when I saw him in March, he had lost weight. I just thought he was running or something. And then, you know. He gave weight back fast. Like, he, he told me it was the meds that made him chubby. Bigger. Yeah. All right, you guys. Uh, big now. We got to keep it moving. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. When we come back, if you haven't heard, we're going to play the interview with Kanye West and Charlemagne. He taped it, what, three weeks? Uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, actually, three weeks, three weeks ago. ago today. April 18th. Yeah, All three right. weeks ago today. We're going to get that on now, and then uh, let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media, and we're going to get that on. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. So three weeks ago, Charlemagne got a chance to sit down with Kanye West and to talk about everything. Kanye released the interview yesterday, and we're going to get it on right now. Let's get into part one. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. First question is, how are you? I'm feeling good. People who heard about you in the news was Kanye West was having a mental breakdown. So mentally, where are you? Um, I think I'm in a stronger place mm -hmm. than, I ever, than I ever was after the, the breakdown, or I like to say the breakthrough. What do you think uh, caused the mental breakdown? Fear, 
stress, control, being control, manipulation, like being a, a pawn and a chess piece of life, mm. stressing things that, that create like validation that I didn't need to uh, worry about as much. And uh, you know, that just, this the concept of competition and being in competition with so many, you know, elements at one time. Mm -hmm. On a, on a race against time, your age, or yo, you getting old. Uh, race against popularity on the radio. Khaled got this song, Drake got this song on the radio, playing the dev, St. Pablo ain't playing. Uh, I could do, I mean, I take the whole, I could take the whole interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting though, cause you never, you, yeah. you've been the guy that has always yeah. created a flow, not gone with the flow. So it seems like you were a little upset that you weren't a part of the, the flow? It was weird. I was looking at, you know, we're doing St. Pablo, and the cultural impact is incredible, but I'm looking for other forms of validation when there's other frequencies and other currencies. So just because it's not playing on the radio, of course we had, you know, Father Stretches in the club and, and, and on the radio a bit. Like, it went to number one. You know, to put that same amount, if not more work, into a piece of work, and then you're used to it coming out by graduation, where everything is everywhere, you know, it's frustrating. And really, ever since the Taylor Swift moment, it just had never, it never been the same, the connection with radio. It's like, whatever powers that be, it was much harder after that. And then also, you know, L.A. leaving Universal, like, you know, he had that radio locked. Mm -hmm. So if you're an artist and you sign to a major label, you want to be on the radio, especially if you if you popular, if you popping, you know, if you're one of the most famous people on the planet and, and people love your music and all the best artists in the world are coming to your concert and all friends is like, you know, Snapchatting themselves at the shows and you selling merch out like that, it seems like, okay, radio should just be intact. And it might be just a piece of information that I was missing that wasn't being expressed to me that I, I didn't understand. Because at the end of the day, someone's controlling it and I didn't, I didn't understand it. But the radio con, the radio element was just one of the factors. There's like the situation with my wife in Paris and all of the elements of like you feeling like, you know, helpless. You feeling like, what can you do? A thousand, you know, I, I had like went to Paris on that trip to protect her, but not protect her, you know, uh, physically, but to go and just help her with her looks because she's in Paris. So I'm like, let me put my eye on it personally mm -hmm. while she's out in Paris to make sure she busts ass, blah, blah, you know, just also like get fly. And uh, one of the things that she said that she heard is that they were coming to rob her and they had to wait till I had, I had left. Mm. And when I found and that the people would, uh, have been strategizing and scheming on that for a long time. So when she probably got to Paris by herself, they were like, okay, this is our chance. Next thing you know, I get off on the flight the next day. And they were like, oh, okay, we got to, like, fall back. And then, you know, when I left a couple of days later, I'm on stage, and I hear that uh, my boy Sakai comes up to me and says, you know, your, uh, your wife was robbed. And I, at that point, I didn't know the whole 
element of the whole story of what was happening. Previous to that, you know, just one week before that, or two weeks before that, I had done a fashion show, um, and I was 45 minutes late, and they LeBroned me, bro. Like, remember when LeBron went mean? to, like when LeBron went to Miami? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just killed him and like burned his like jersey and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like I just done MSG, young thug on stage, you know, and then go and plug an iPhone at, with sixteen thousand people, mm-hmm. everybody in the audience, whoever you you want to name and shit, you know, streaming live, all this like a breakthrough. And soon as I was forty five minutes late, I felt it was the fashion community getting the right to say nigger without saying it. Mm. To be like, yo, we know you come through stepping on necks and all that and what you do in your approaches, things and stuff, but if you get out of line, boy, we gonna roast you. Mm. And it affected me because I'm an artist and it affected me emo- like emotionally. It's like all these things were like almost set up to put me on meds, to break me down. The, the robbery, like I don't, you know, I don't know where that, you know, where that came from the, you know, was that a bigger plan, a bigger setup, you know, also just be on stage four times a night. Mm-hmm. I mean, four times a week, you know, you get exhausted up there. So you was mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted, everything. Yeah, Have, fine, yeah. Did you go to therapy at all? Because I feel like this is a lot to unpack. And I'm sure you're the go-to guy for a lot of people. So it's like, who does the go-to guy go to? So I'm sure you had to go to some therapy or something. Nah, I I use the world as my therapy, as Mm -hmm. my my therapist. Anyone I talk to is my therapist. Mm -hmm. I will pull them into the conversation of what I'm feeling at that point and get their perspective. Sometimes they'll be like, damn, I'm talking to yay. I'm not expecting to talk about this. I'll use, you know, I'll talk through things. Mm -hmm. Anybody that I'm around, and I put that as advice to people. It's like, use people around you Mm -hmm. as your therapist. Because they probably know more about you. Like a therapist is like, does a crash course in yay, and then comes and it's like, want to give you, you know, some advice. And I'm not saying that the therapists are bad. I'm just saying that I, I like just talking to acquaintance, friends, family. And, you know, I keep them on the phone, you know, for 45 minutes at a time talking through things. It's like, it's, it's kind of narcissistic. <laughs> you know, uh, talk about my problems using the energy, even like just them being a sounding board and talking through it. So, but when it when it comes to you know, I guess mental health, so to speak, you seem to be in a good space mentally. So how did how did you get there? You just talk through it with people, or was it music? Or we see you returning to Twitter now. Is just getting these thoughts out therapeutic for you? Yeah, but I, I'm not even the thoughts that I'm getting out on Twitter right now, and that you know. I think everything is therapeutic, but I'm not doing it as a, you know, a form of a personal therapy. It's just an innate feeling. I just, I want to express. Mm-hmm. I decided to use this platform to express some breakthroughs that I've had since going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what are some of those breakthroughs? You know, you said something about the, mm-hmm. the fashion world mm-hmm. and how you felt like when you was 45 minutes late, they tried to cut your head off. It's kind of the same thing with Taylor Swift when you got on stage and, and you know in, interrupted her acceptance. It's like, do you feel like whenever you're in spaces where you're tolerated as opposed to celebrated, they let they remind you of that? Oh yeah, you get reminded all the time, but uh, the reminders don't mean nothing to me 
anymore because mm-hmm. I've broken it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a Hermes level existence at this point. You know, like you look at a a Birkin bag, the way it's made, the more scratches on it, the more the more value it has. Mm. You know, so all those things, those pieces of the story have created uh, who I am today. And I, I wouldn't turn down anything. Like I always, I, w- I would be thinking about you as I was recovering and always thought I'm going to go and talk to Charlemagne first. And I just wanted to say like, there was elements about going to the hospital and having a breakdown or a breakthrough that was fire. It was incredible. The feeling was incredible. You know, well, on the song St. Pablo, I said, I'm praying an outer body experience would happen so people could see my light and know it's not just rapping. Mm. All right, now, if you're just joining us, this is Charlemagne's sit-down interview with Kanye West. We're going to get some more back on. When we come back, this is Kanye talking about his relationship with Jay-Z. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, three weeks ago, Charlemagne sat down with Yeezy. They had a conversation about everything. Sneakers, Trump, Jay-Z. His family, and we're gonna get that on right now. Check it out. When's the last time Kanye felt like he had something to learn? Every day. Every day, I'm trying to learn something, and every day, I get, you know, I get afraid. I, I'm, I'm fearful of things, mm-hmm. and I just use bravery to overcome what I'm fearful of. I mean, the quote, what's the quote people always say? The wise man knows he knows nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning. And now I'm, I'm expressing some things that I felt. Mm-hmm. And if they mean something to you at this time, then great. If not, then, you know, don't, don't use them. So, you know, a lot of, um, you know, I think me and um, Jay's uh, issue, my, my issue it just came down to information. I'm super hungry for information. I, I'm, I need information more than I need validation, mm-hmm. more than I need finance. I need, like, if I learn how to fish, then I can feed my family forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just constantly looking for the information. Information, how do I set up a factory? So you feel like Jay was tossing you money as opposed to giving you the information? Because you know the infamous line on 444 is, you know, I gave Kanye 20 mil without thinking. He gave me 20 minutes on stage. You know, what was he thinking? Oh, I think it was 20 mil without blinking, whatever it was. He gave me $20 million. That concept that you gave me, that he gave me the money, that's what frustrated me because actually it, the money was he got from Live Nation. He... Rock Nation was managing me at the time. That's something normal that someone would give someone a, tour, a touring deal. Mm-hmm. It was a touring deal. But the fact that it was worded that it came from him, I'm a very loyal, emotional, like, artist person, you know. That made me feel like I owed more than just the money itself for the fact that it came from him. Mm. You know, it just put me under a bit more of a kind of controlled situation is like and I don't I'm I'm only acting out of love. I don't need to be controlled. I just need to be inspired and informed. And I can be the best yay in that way. But if I have the I gave you this 
on it, and I don't have the full information of how it happened. Now, that said, I think there was some love in that because, on Jay's part, because he did have to co-sign for it when the Live Nations and these different companies wouldn't co-sign for me, and I was in debt. Jay did have to go up and say, I'm a co-sign for Jay. Gotcha. So the thing is, it's, it's one of those ones, like, have you ever done something where you did something for someone that's positive, but it was something about the way you did it yeah, that kind of yeah. like blew the whole thing up? Yeah. So Jay did something that was positive, but the fact that I didn't receive the information in the right way, I, you know, because I always feel like, man, I'm not here in Hollywood. I'm not here like my mom's past. I don't know who I can trust. Mm-hmm. I don't trust nobody. And Jay was big brother. His big brother. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like both of y'all might have reacted emotionally, though. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, like, you reacted emotionally when you was on stage and you ranted, and then he replied in a record. You know, mm-hmm. that's not really his, his character to do something like that. To, to put out, like, well, this is what I did for such and such. I mean, yeah, but he, he, he did it in a brotherly way. You know, mm-hmm. he could have went... All he could have released an entire record or something yeah. like that. It was just a bar. You <laughs> know, what I mean? take over. Yeah, could have, could have went crazy. Got every single piece of information that possible on my life and stuff. Know the finances, all that. You know, so um, even like when I tweeted, I was in debt. That gave me power. That I took my power back because it's like someone trying to say like, "Yo, if you say this, you're not gonna be cool no more." And it's like, man, my financial situation don't make me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in debt, now what? And I'm still yay. Yeah, you did the Eminem and 8 Mile. Let yeah. me say it about myself before somebody else can use it against me. Yeah. That's what I call living your truth, though. Live your truth so, you know, when you live your truth, nobody can use your truth against you. Yeah. You know, um, where you and Jay at now? We good. You know, we, we tweeting, I mean, we texting each other. It's positive energy. Have y'all seen each other? Uh... I haven't seen him, but I, I can feel him. All right. You know. What keeps, what keeps brothers like y'all from just, yo, come to the house, man. Let's have a meal. Let's, let's, let's sit down and talk face-to-face, eye-to-eye. Because every time I, you know, see him doing an interview, whether it's with David Letterman or whoever, he's saying, that's, that's my brother. Like, I love him. Like, so what, what stops y'all from just face-to-face communication? We'll do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes also, like, when you have, like, such similar personalities... And people are, you know, creating their own existence in their own world and their own simulation or whatever. You know, they need to do it on their own. Jay, Jay said you, you went too far talking about his family. Do you, do you feel that? You feel like you went too far? Well, it depends on how you look at it. If we're family, if we're brothers, and we are family, then it's your family too. Then it's my family. Mm-hmm. If we're business associates and this, then it was too far. Gotcha. You know, respectfully, you know. Um, You know, I got to say, I was hurt about them not coming to the wedding. Mm -hmm. I understand they was going through some things, but if it's family, you know, you're not going to miss a wedding. You know, and I'm I'm not using this interview to put any negative things, but I got to state Just expressing my, yourself. Yeah, I got to state my truth. Yeah. Like, and then that one thing happens and another thing happens, another thing happens, another thing happens. You just start coming up with all type of crazy ideas in your head and stuff. Like, why 
And it obviously it's me. I'm like wild out personality and stuff. I'm like the cousin you can't bring nowhere. All this type of stuff, right. obviously. <laughs> uh, but that's interesting about the wedding. Did 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 they not come? Because you know in the press it was. Uh, Beyonce has a problem with Kim or, you know, they don't like all the Kardashian reality show type thing. Or, or maybe, now in hindsight, maybe it was because they had their own issues that they was trying to work out. What do you, what do you think it was? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm past it. But at the time, I was heard about it. Did you ask them? I don't think I ever asked them that question directly. Maybe talking through someone at work with them and that kind of thing, but... Yeah, I think you gotta address what bothers you, yay. I think that's what might be causing, uh, that, what causes the breakthroughs. You know, when you're not asking the things that you wanna ask. Like, those are questions you can get answers for. Like, some things you can't get answers for, but that one you can get an answer for. I don't think the answer fixes it. True. I wanna go back to something you said, speaking about fixing something. Like, how did you, as a man, forgive yourself? for, you know, you said you feel like you, you let your, your wife down because you hired the security. How did you get over that? Because that's not your fault. That's chance. I mean, if she wasn't here, I would never forgive myself. Mm. You know, it's just bugged out when you're super high profile and this celebrity, the concept of celebrity, you're like as famous as the president, but you don't have the National, national Guard with you. You got to mm. hire your own... <laughs> You got to make your own, like, you know, community guard. So you just, mm -hmm. you, it's just a constant thing, basically. The idea of security and the way it relates to fame and this, that, all that is like, it, yeah. Especially with, you know, social media and all these different things and like all, that's like, my wife doesn't even wear big diamonds anymore. We don't keep no jewelry, no money in the house, mm -hmm. no, you know, name, high art, none of that. We don't keep any of that any place, you know, where our kids stay, you know. When we come back, we have more of Charlemagne's sit-down interview with Kanye. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Three weeks ago, Charlemagne sat down with Ye. They had a conversation about everything. Life, family, music, sneakers, Trump. And uh, we're going to get part three on right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Is the, is the feeling, what was the feeling that made you say, you know what, I want to go meet with Donald Trump? This was the yay that wanted to do something to change something. And I would meet with him today. And I would talk about Chicago. <laughs> First, talk about some more things. We could eventually get into a lot of, you know, elements. But we start there. Do you think he cares about black people? That's fire, because you used the George Bush quote against me. <laughs> <laughs> you think he cares about black people? But listen, it's, it's crazy, though, because you, you, you got this whole plan, 300 acres of land, you want to build a community on it. Why does the, Kanye West don't need nobody? So that goes back to what we was talking about with, with, with Trump. Like, you don't need to meet with Trump. You, you yay. You the, you the head of state of your own I love real change. I love, you know... Challenging the norm. I love I love people who don't love them. I love the fact that they speaking up and everybody's just giving their opinions. Mm -hmm. Everybody's expressing themselves. I love I love that. I've been waiting. I just like I've been waiting for this moment in time. It's just like a yay moment in time and stuff. But people are, you know, my dad is an activist and you know my my mom's activist. We was in marches and stuff. I feel like 
that energy all coming to a head, you know, now. I, re I refuse yeah. to believe that your mother would love Donald Trump. I got a different opinion from my mom. True. <laughs> True. But what about when you see, like, because, you know, it's, it's people that's watching this right now, and they're like, yo, you know, Donald Trump is getting our family deported, and, you know, for, like, especially you right now, you, you got this whole economic empowerment thing going on, but you got a guy like him who's clearly trying to marginalize and oppress people, people that look like you. You don't want to see people like you come up. Can you still love a person like that? When he was running, it's like I felt something. It's like the fact that he won, it's like it proved something. It proved that anything is possible in America, that Donald Trump could be president of America. I'm not talking about, you know, what he's done since he's been in office, yeah, 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 but yeah. the fact that he was able to do it, like, remember I said I was going to run for president? Yeah. I had people that was close to me, friends of mine, like, making jokes, making memes, talking shit. Now it's like, oh, that was proven that that could have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I get what you're saying. I he, felt the non-conventional, you know what I mean? Even from what we're doing in fashion, to me being the kid with the pink polos, to me being outspoken, to me being ostracized because of the Taylor Swift thing or the George Bush thing or, you know, uh, who I'm dating, who I'm marrying, what I'm talking about. Like, all of this is like an outsider thing, you know? So when I see an outsider infiltrate, I connect with that. So maybe that's what you like the idea of. Yeah. Not necessarily the idea of Donald Trump, but the idea of an outsider infiltrating. Yeah. It's a time for the unconventional. I'm, I'm very, I'm not a traditional thinker. I'm, I'm a non-conformist. Mm -hmm. You know, so that relates to the non-conformist part of me. Now, you know, but I'm also, I'm a producer. I like to segue things. I like to take Otis, chop it up, do it like this. So what's the yay version? The yay version would be the Trump campaign and maybe the, the Bernie Sanders principles. Mm -hmm. That would be my mix and stuff. But I think both had, you know, uh, you know, are needed. You know, I hit the glass ceiling. You ever seen a bird fly into a window? Hell yeah. They don't know it's glass. That was me. When I hit that hospital, that was a bird flying into the window. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I could have, you know, not made it out of it. But I survived and But it's, um... Are you scared of that happening again? Um, you having a breakdown, a breakthrough? Nah, I'm happy it happened. I'm happy to see, have, have gone to the other side and back. You know, there's some things, when it happened, I do wanna, I, I wanna speak on, I, I wanna point out the moment when you're in the hospital bed and you're next to your friend and you tell them, don't let this person leave my side and they put you inside of an elevator and take all your friends away from you. That was the scariest moment of my life. You thought they were gonna drug you or kill you? I or... thought I was gonna get killed. And, you know, my wife wasn't in town, so I told my, my boy Don and my boy Sky, like, don't leave my side until my wife gets here. And they have this moment where they're forced to leave your side. That's something that has to change. You know, it's like if a pregnant woman is, you know, delivering a baby, guarantee whoever, the people, her sisters, the, the dad, they get to stay next to Word. them till the baby is delivered. Not leaving my wife in that situation. Yeah. yeah. HSP, you, you were paranoid of everything. You don't believe nothing. You're just seeing through all of the simulation. Mm -hmm. Everybody's phony. Everybody's an actor. All this shit. And then they make your friends, the only people you believe in, leave your side. I can't express to you, like, 
how traumatizing that moment is. And then you waked up, drugged the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Did they, so they put you on medication? Yeah. Are you still on any now, or? Oh, most definitely. Where, where, what they got you on? I ain't gonna say. <laughs> does the medication help? You don't, I mean, you, you don't want to tell us what it is, but does it help? It's an imperfect solution. Just calm me down. But there's a lot of ways to calm down. Do we, yeah. I don't want to calm you. Yeah. What do we need to calm Ye for? Like, yeah. <laughs> Let Ye be Ye, you know. Um, don't you feel like that takes a little bit of your superpower away, though? All this power in, in being controlled and calm. You know, X-Men really understanding how to really use his uh, power. Or Superman. That's me. This is like, once the kryptonite is gone, I got the confidence, everything is possible. Building, acres, wraps, stadium tours, designs companies, ideas to ignite the next generations. Like everything is possible, you know? And I'm just a vessel and that's my job in the universe. As a servant to the world, I have to be me. Mm. I'm not as good of a servant if I'm not yay. <laughs> you are yay though. Almost definitely. Do you feel like the, 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 the lifestyle of your, your, your wife, the mother-in-law, like that whole family, do you think that plays a role? And, and how you were feeling? Like, did it get to be too much? Because you already a superstar, but then you take that superstar element and add it, and then it's just like, when do you have privacy? Like, it seemed like paparazzi's always around. Yeah, paparazzi can, can, it can stress you out, but it's all in the inner peace that you can find. You, you, sa know? you said you don't trust people. Do you trust, do you trust uh, your in-laws? Because, you know, we look at the, the world and it seems like everything's a storyline. Do you trust that they won't turn your life and what you're going through to a storyline? Uh, and, you know, of course I'm going to give you a slick answer on that because I'm like... <laughs> you got to go home. <laughs> I got to go home. What you What you expect? <laughs> but, uh, like, right now, rewriting part of the story. Right. You know, just by even doing this and speaking. I, I like the way that... My wife communicates and documents things. You know, as an artist, you know, I think it's good to document ourselves, document our now, see if we could recognize ourselves again in a different life, in a different life. What would college dropout Kanye, if he was looking at pictures of, of Kanye now, what would he say? I think he'd be happy, satisfied, and he would believe it. You know how people say, oh, I wouldn't believe it. I always believed it. I always know what it is. You know, this documentation right now, this is just the age 40. This is a version of a college dropout, yay. We standing on my first property. 300 acres. Yeah. So, I'm gonna be one of the biggest real estate developers of all time, like some, what Howard Hughes was to aircrafts and what Henry Ford was to cars. And just the, the relationships that I have with architects, my understanding of like space and sacred proportions, just this vibe, this new vibe, this new energy. Like, I'm tired of the McMansions, all the Spanish roof homes and stuff like that. Like, that shit whack, bro. Like, everybody house whack. It's trash, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't go to, except for unless it's like Howard Backen or something, it's like the one of the few architects that I like their homes. I was going to ask you what's next, because Ye's always predicted what, what he was going to be. So that's, that's, that's the goal? Yeah, we're going to develop cities. That was Kanye West and Charlemagne the guy. Charlemagne, you did that, what, three weeks ago?
Three weeks ago. Yep, April 18th. All right. So the full interview is online, so you can definitely check it out. When we come back, we have rumors. And don't forget, next hour, T.I. will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, first of all, congratulations to T.I. Both he and John Legend have been uh, given a Tony Award nomination for the SpongeBob musical, SpongeBob SquarePants the musical. Dropping the clues bombs for uh, SpongeBob SquarePants the musical. My man T.I. I had no idea he was in that. Yeah, well, he wrote what a is song. He, doing? he wrote oh, a song. Okay. He I was wrote confused. A song, when the going gets tough. Okay. Okay. And John Legend wrote a song called I Guess I Miss You. Now, Chrissy said about John Legend, John got nominated for a Tony this morning for a song he apparently wrote for SpongeBob SquarePants. Why does he not tell me when he writes SpongeBob songs? What else is he lying about? Are there other songs out there? So Jesus Christ. You're Mm-mm-mm. not the only one who didn't know. Now, T.I. is going to be joining us this morning as well. And, you know, he did the song with Kanye, Ye versus the people. And T.I. was representing for the people. Now, he posted, and I'm assuming he posted this yesterday after hearing what Kanye had to say about uh, slavery being a choice. He said, so listen, here's how I know I'm truly blessed. I have a great family who I know love me for me and would go to the end of the earth for me. I have amazing friends who I know ain't no snakes and wouldn't just tell me, yeah, it's all good just to stay on payroll. I have incredible children who idolize me and who hold me so far up in high regard. And I know without their unconditional love and respect, life as I know it wouldn't be worth living. So he goes on to say, I feel somewhat obligated to share some of that light with my brother, Ye, because clearly him lacking it in his life has taken a toll. He said, but uh, let's be clear. He said, I, and make no mistake about it, I will not ever for anything sacrifice my blessings for nobody, even if I lose my life. I'll never compromise my spirit. I learned years ago it ain't no opportunity in music, movies, TV, tech, fame, or business that's worth the thought of me losing any of that. And while I'm open and excited about the thought of connecting and building, I can only help you until it hurts me. End of message. So I guess that was him saying he did try to help and reach out to Kanye, but if it's hurting him, he can no longer do it. And he has to worry about his own self. Oh, I love he's, de- the f- he's, de- he's definitely not uh, giving up on Kanye. I don't think he's giving up. But I, and I love the fact that he said his family would check him, his his, his wife, his kids. And, and that's how it should be. And that's why I was wondering earlier, where's Kanye's closest friends? They'd be like, boy, you're bugging. Well, like I always say, some things uh, can't be explained. They need to be experienced. So even though mm-hmm. Kanye is a grown man with a, with a wife and kids... Maybe he does have to go down this path because the only person Kanye killing at the end of the day is himself. You're right. All right. Now, Daz, we told you about this threat that uh, Daz made on Kanye West. Here it is again in case you missed it. Yeah, national alert. All the Crips out there, y'all f- Kanye up. Better not ever see you in concert. Jesus Christ. Better not ever see you around California. Stay in Calabasas. What's the Crip God to your God? F- Kanye West up. So what happened? He got arrested? Well, no, he got... Feds uh, knocked on his door? No, no, he got hassled by the cops. Here's you think? What he said in the video. My police just stopped me, asked me about this Kanye West But luckily, I'm blessed. I ain't got on you, so you. I handle business. Let the smashing and the dashing begin. Chris, did you call the police on me? Daz, come on, Daz. Daz, you got to be smart. Thanks, Chris Jenner called the police. You can't make a terroristic threat against... That, <laughs> would that be considered a terroristic threat? I know it's some type of threat. I you know it's a threat. A I don't think it's a terrorist somebody threat, yeah, and tell a gang a to go beat up on somebody and then think the police not going to harass you. Come on. 
All right. Anyway, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. What if the, now, if Nike wanted to take Kanye out right now, right? Imagine Nike wanted to take Kanye out. They send somebody to and do blame something to Kanye. And who do you think they're going to come for? Dad. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. They're not going to do that. But all right. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving your donkey to? Mm. Oh, man, we need Kanye West to come to the oh. front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to give it to him when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. Man. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, uh, donkey of the day for Wednesday, May 2nd, goes to Mr. Kanye West. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Charlemagne, it's a beautiful conversation out right now with you and Kanye, and it's an hour and 49 minutes long. It's been trending number one on YouTube since yesterday. Why would you give him donkey of the day today? I had people in my mentions on social media texting my phone saying they don't agree with Kanye's stance on Trump, but after watching the conversation between us, they had a better understanding of where Kanye is coming from. That's why I've been telling everyone for the past, what, Two weeks, three weeks, just wait until Kanye speaks. Now, keep in mind, the conversation I had with him on April 18th was a couple weeks ago, and it gave me a better understanding of where Kanye was coming from, and I knew that it would do the same for you. And uh, then... I, I have empathy for people struggling with mental health issues, which he has been very open about, including him being on meds. And when it comes to him supporting Donald Trump, Kanye has no idea about any of Trump's policies. His ideologies. He doesn't know any legislation that Trump and his administration have implemented. All Kanye saw in Trump is a celebrity who is unpredictable, outspoken, uncouth, and lets anything fly out of his mouth. Who do you think that reminded Kanye of? Huh? Yeah, himself. Okay, Kanye saw himself in Trump, and he said, damn, that could be me. Even though it probably can't simply because Trump is white and Kanye is black. And I seriously doubt they're letting any Negro act like Trump, uh, who acts like Trump, get anywhere near a presidential nomination. But don't listen to me. Uh, this is what Kanye had to say when I, when I spoke to him. I don't have all the answers that a celebrity's supposed to have, but I could tell you, when he was running, it's like I felt something. The fact that he won, it proved that anything is possible in America. I'm not talking about, you know, what he's done since he's been in office, yeah, 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 but yeah. the fact that he was able to do it, like, remember when I said I was gonna run for president? Now it's like, oh, that was proven that that could have happened. All of this is like an outsider thing. So when I see an outsider infiltrate, I connect with that. It's a time for the unconventional. I'm, I'm very, I'm not a traditional thinker. I'm, I'm a non-conformist. But I'm also, I'm a producer. I like to segue things. I like to take Otis, chop it up, do it like this. So what's the yay version? The yay version would be the Trump campaign and maybe the, the Bernie Sanders principles. Mm -hmm. That would be my mix and stuff. But I think both are needed. A Donald Trump campaign with Bernie Sanders principles. Okay, now after hearing that, you know, and then the very next week seeing him throw on the MAGA hat and express his love for Trump on Twitter, I was confused. Now, he said why he wore the MAGA hat. Let's hear it. If I had not done what I felt and I just thought, mm -hmm. then it would have just never happened. And when I wear that hat, it's like a fight for equality. Like, oh, I can wear this hat too. Now, a fight for equality. He said that he wore the hat to 
repurpose what MAGA means. I will tell you something I have, that I have told Kanye. Uh, I told Kanye, you can't repurpose something if you don't know what that something means in the first place. MAGA is make America great again, which is code for make America white again, okay? A minority can never claim that because America has never been great for us, all right? America has never been great for women, especially women of color. It's never been great for LGBT. It's never been great for the poor and disenfranchised. It's never been great for Latinos, and it's certainly never been great for black people, okay? So you can drop that again, all right? And the hat can say make America great, period. If you're not trying to make America great for everybody, it's pointless. And that's why that hat can't be repurposed and that saying can't be repurposed. So to me, you know, Kanye saying he likes Trump, it ain't about nothing. Even though right-wing media is running with the narrative because it helps him sell MAGA hats and normalize Trump's brand of bigotry because they can say, hey, our black friend Kanye West gets it. All right, now I'll be the first to tell you after having this conversation with Kanye and speaking to Kanye pretty regularly over the past couple weeks, one thing I realized is that Ye means well, but he doesn't know how to communicate. He's a baby with a huge gun in his hand. And we all know how dangerous that can be, right? But we saw that on full display yesterday when Kanye, for whatever reason, decided to go to TMZ. He told me his spirit made him do it the same way his spirit told him to reach out to me to have a conversation. I can't knock the brother for how he feels, but I will give him the credit he deserves for being stupid. And stupid is exactly what he was when he went on TMZ yesterday and said this. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. It's like we're we're mentally in prison. Jesus Christ. Oh, play, that, play that one more time. Play that one more time for me. Play one more time. Oh, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. It's like we're we're mentally in prison. <laughs> I understood what he was trying to say, but the problem with Kanye West is he doesn't know how to communicate. And when you're on those platforms like that and you have a voice as big as Ye's, it's not about what you meant to say, it's about what you said. And what he said was slavery is a choice. You know, Kanye is really in the clothes, right? He literally is in Calabashes with people in his factory making his own garments. And I told him he has to start treating his thoughts the way he treats his fabrics. See, when you're in there cutting fabrics to make clothes, you measure properly, right? It's a saying, measure twice in order to cut once. That's how Kanye has to start treating his thoughts, okay? Kanye is talking about psychological bondage, which was, is, and will continue to be a thing for a lot of people. Literally today, my daily affirmation in my Joel Osteen Daily Bread book is, if we are going to become all God wants us to be, we must win the victory in our minds, okay? If you don't think you can be successful, you never will be. But that's a different conversation. See, yeah, you can't talk about psychological slavery in 2018 without properly acknowledging the trauma of 400 years of slavery that built this country and systemically put us at the bottom of it. And that slavery was not a choice, okay? Nobody enrolled in slavery, all right? Nobody pledged to be a member of Slave you. all right? That's not how this slavery thing works, all right? White, you know, uh, white, white, Europeans went on kidnapping raids, and then when uh, that got too dangerous, local African rulers and black merchants delivered captured people to trading posts to sell them as slaves to Europeans. Like, I shouldn't even have to explain this kind of stuff, but I have to because Kanye goes on platforms like TMZ, says this kind of rhetoric, and some people believe it. And for the record, there was always black people rebelling against slavery. Okay, do y'all think that line from Black Panther when Killmonger said, bury me in the ocean so I can be with ancestors who knew death was better than bondage was fiction? People jumped off those slave ships. Matt Turner and his crew was killing slave masters. Harriet Tubman led the Underground Railroad. Then Mark Vesey was about to lead one of the largest slave revolts in history. Before he got ratted out by one of the slaves that Kanye is talking about, that was psychologically in love with his master, more than his own people. So Kanye's, Kanye's statement was highly inaccurate. And this is why diversity matters, because you need people in the room at all these corporations to shut down any untruths like this, whether they come from white people or our own people. And Kanye is still one of us, by the way. But I thank God TMZ has one of ours in there to shut this kind of dangerous rhetoric down. This is actually one of my closest friends on the planet, Mr. Van Lathan. Can we hear what Van Lathan had to say in reply to Kanye West right there in the moment, immediately after he uttered that slavery was a choice nonsense? 
I actually don't think you're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that is because, because Kanye, Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact and real world, real life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. Dropping a clues bomb for Van Lathan. That's exactly what brother mm -hmm. Kanye needed to hear in that yeah. setting because all of us are telling Kanye the same thing in various ways, and it's simple. Kanye, you gotta be responsible, period. Your platform too big, influence too great, and if you don't know how to properly communicate what you're trying to say, then simply shut up. Okay, miscommunication is the number one cause of all problems. Communication is your bridge to other people. Without it, there's nothing, so when it's damaged, you have to solve all these problems it creates, and Kanye, you have caused yourself a lot of problems to be continued. Please let Remy Ma give Kanye West the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? I'm still not giving up on Kanye, though. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right. I will continue to talk to him. I will continue to share literature with him. I will continue to introduce him to people who I think can inform him. And I will continue to tell him when he's wrong. And uh, someone else who is not giving up on Kanye is about to walk in. That's right. T.I., when we come back, mm -hmm. we got to pray for Kanye, too. Oh, absolutely. You ain't say pray for him. We got to pray absolutely. for him. Keep 100%. that man in your prayers. All right? 100%. All right, when we come back, T.I., we'll talk to him. We'll have a great conversation. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The people. T.I. Yeah, T.I., it is interesting how T.I. has become the voice of the people mm -hmm. over the past few years. Though. Sure has. Man, it's an honor, you know. I mean, I... I I mean, I've always considered myself a voice for the voiceless, but, you know what I'm saying, to have other people besides me consider it, yeah, yeah. you know, is actually dope. But on some real live revolutionary activists, uh, this who you call when you want to shut down a restaurant or two, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Man, I just want to make sure that the, the collective is properly represented. That's it. And whatever I can do, man, you know what I'm saying, on, on just on behalf of those who can't, Organize, mobilize, and do it themselves. I, I mean, I'm honored to do so. Are you still in love with the music, with with the new forms of streaming, and I, I sure. think Jeezy retire? Are you still in it the same way and feel it the same way? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. And I mean, I just ain't putting that not for real. Well, I that's got, the reason I'm asking. I got hit. tons of music. I'm you got a new got, album coming out. Yeah, the Dime Trap is mm -hmm. coming. I got tons of music, and I, I record every day. Why haven't you put nothing out? Man, I'm really just waiting to feel like it, for real. Mm -hmm. Like, the work that go with putting out an album, mm -hmm. I got so many other things I got going on as far as, like, you know, producing and developing television the shows and, and films. Yeah, the Hustle Gang, I was dedicating a lot of my time to, you know, developing and cultivating their talents. I think people forget sometimes, you know. Even even I would say myself, and, and it's hard because I'm a DJ and I, mm -hmm. and I was raised off of early T.I., until you hear... The yay versus the people. And then you hear right. the way you spitting. And Tell them what you said. What? What I said? What you said yesterday. What I said. Yesterday. Or maybe that was behind the scenes. What I said. He said you sound like old T.I. Yeah, you sound like old T.I. <laughs> like, like, you're not only rapping, it's like you're telling a story. And I'm sitting here mesmerized through the story. Where it's like, it, you really like, I know you really meant it. Yeah. But I 
felt it. Like I'm, I felt like I'm right there on. with you. He like, hit us an Elsa album. That's why. right. Oh, if you hit us an Elsa album, that ain't even a scratch. No, I did, but now I felt it even more with that record. I mean, versus the people. Yeah. yeah, man, I'm so glad that you did that because I've been so irritated by the things. <laughs> that I, I'm like so irritated to the point where I don't even really want to listen to what he's saying. But then when I seen you was on the track, I said, okay, I know Ti ain't gonna let this slide because I can't see yeah. you just getting on there talking about some make America great again. Yeah, you know, I ain't it, going it gave me for that, that feeling again. You know, I ain't going for that. I mean, man, you know the the the, the record actually happened. It was it's the fastest record I've ever recorded in my mm-hmm. life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It happened at the end of a four-hour-long discussion we were having. I'm sure there were a lot more things you could have been saying on that song, too. Oh, man, I mean, I, I, I mean, I said it, but the discussion happened from the time I got there up until the time we started recording. Well, let's talk about the discussion. You've seen yeah. his, his, his Twitter rampage. Tell him mm-hmm. how you got there first. And, and how you because <laughs> I'm seeing that Twitter rampage. you and Ye hadn't talked in a minute. Right? Yeah, I hadn't talked to Ye, man, since um, probably since I got out of prison. Like, we did the record for No Mercy, um, and then I hadn't, you know, probably hadn't spoke to him much since I probably got out of prison. That's like, what, six, seven years? Yeah, something like that. Wow. I mean, you know, I don't know if we may have seen each other in passing, or, but I hadn't, you know, we hadn't had a, a, an actual conversation in, you know, in quite some time. So we happened to see each other at um, at a hotel, in a hotel lobby in L.A. I was there for a meeting, he was there for a meeting, and he came over and spoke to me. And, you know, he, um... You know, so then immediately I said, man, sh- let's work. What's God happening? put you there for a reason at that time. You know, he that. said that to me several times. He said that to me. He's like, man, you are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. He said that. He's expressed that to me. So, you know, I said, let's work. He said, yeah, bet. He gave me his number. And he, he put out a phone, and it was odd because I, I, I never knew him to have a phone. Really? I remember, like, it was a big deal when we were recording uh, in, in Hawaii that, you know, nah, yeah, he ain't got no phone. He don't do no phones. But anyway, so, you know, we exchanged numbers. He went back about his meeting, I went back about mine. Then uh, that night, you know, I went to the studio and, you know, after I left him, I started seeing the stuff, you know. It just started popping up. And then so by the next morning, I got on the phone with him again. Uh, Another weird turn of events that is not really relevant to the story, so I'll go and continue on past it. But I hit him (laughs) and said, um, hey, yo, uh, let me get with you. You know what I'm saying? I want to get with you whenever I can. Mm -hmm. And he, he immediately hit me back and was like, I bet. I had my people calling, and, you know, what's set up with me. And this was after the Trump... Yeah, it was after all that. Yeah, it was after all that. It was right around the time when John Legend had hit him. And I'm like, yeah, yo, what's going on, mm-hmm. bro? But I didn't want to say nothing over the phone because mm-hmm. I have an opportunity to go see him. Right. So I'm not going to, you know, have a discussion over the phone. So I just waited until I got there, and I got there, and he takes me into, you know, his, his showrooms and... You know, you see all the new Yeezys and the mm-hmm. season, probably season 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And, and now I'm thoroughly impressed. You know what I'm saying? I congratulate him. I know he's working hard. I'm talking about, I'm thoroughly impressed. I'm like, I want to be like, yo, when that, when them come out? But I'm like, Tip, you must stay focused. Right. Right. You are in here on a mission. Right. Right. You must stay focused. And so we go on into the room where, you know, everybody was sitting and there's music and whatnot. And so he said, you know, he starts saying, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got some things that, you know, I want to play for you. I want you to hear. I say, can't wait to do it. But first, let me speak to you right quick. So we stepped outside. We had a discussion. And that's when I was just like, yo, what's, what's, what's up, man? I'm sure you have a very logical explanation to all of this. Like, what's happening? What's the punchline? And you give him the benefit of the doubt because it's Kanye. Like, yeah, you, I'm like, like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got something that's going to make all this make sense in my head. Mm-hmm. I just got to hear it. Right. So let's go. Right, right. Uh, and, and he say, man, 
just feel free, you know? I just felt free to think whatever it is that my mind leads me to think without some monolithic view of what society wants me to think. I'm like, uh, what's up with the hat, bro? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, my subconscious spoke to my conscious, and it just moved me to wear the hat. Like, to like, I'm like, but, but yo, like, you know what the hat represent? He's like, not when I wear it, though. Mm. Yeah, he want to repurpose it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Like, like, he's like, just like we working. did the word, nigga, we took the power from the word, and now we use the word as our own. I said, yeah, that's not the same. Mm-mm. That's not the same, bro. Because America's I, never been great for minorities, yeah. so you can't make it great again. And, I and asked we have him a president that, who's currently trying but, to strip us of all but, these rights but just right a, now. But just currently. imagine, just imagine, like, right, right now, I'm really, like, looking, and I'm trying not to trip. And plus, it's Kanye. He ain't. He doesn't seem like malicious or not at all. And right. I, you know what I mean? It seems extremely sincere and passionate. Not a publicity's done. Nah, it don't seem like it's nothing he doing. Like man, the man just woke up on some one day. Awesome. Not nah, I don't think it. <laughs> I I didn't get no signs or no, right. you know what I'm saying? You think he's just no Ill- inebriated Ill- state of no, mind. I didn't informed about politics maybe not like really it's a- knowing what's going on when it comes man, to look, man. the world right I now. I don't know, man. Uh but but what I do know is I asked him Oh, and then wait a minute, before I ask him this, he said, Yo, you know, this is just like I went out on tour with Talia Kweli and wore a Rockefeller chain. And they booed me when I came out on stage for wearing a chain. I was a backpacker, like, as far as my style, but f- being fly and flashy as that type, it wasn't accepted at the time. And people had to come around. I say, bro, do you really think that is the same thing? Mm. He's like, yeah. Wow. I say, no, nah, that ain't the same thing at all. You know, after he said that, I say, well, look, man, have you thought about the people who supported you that you hurt when you put that on. And then he looked different. You know what I'm saying? He looked at me kind of like I could see an epiphany head. You know, he was he was like, hurt someone for having my own opinion? I say, yeah, people believe in you and they see you as a certain way. And then you go and they support you and you support someone who goes directly against them. It's like you supporting the enemy. So you do you think how they feel? He was like, no, I didn't really, I didn't think about that. But he, but I, I could no. see in his face, he was like, right. I don't want, that ain't what I, I ain't mean to do that. He, I, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to speak too much, but he actually hit me and said, hey, man, T, I said, I'm hurting people. Am I hurting people? I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, man. What, what, what do you think it is? What do you think and it is? And then Charlamagne hit me and say, hey, if you were Kanye, you talking to her, whatever you say, keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> For real, because it was getting through to him. But can't he, he see from though? all the responses from uh, everybody nah, how much it man, hurts? What do you think he it? listens to no, that? No, not listening. He don't listen I, to that. His superpower is his weakness. Because you got to think, uh, people telling him he, what he can't do. Right. And then him keeping the, keep pushing and making it is what that's got, what got, him, got him, him where he is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what got us Jesus walk. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Nobody you was like, doing a song like Jesus walk. Everybody, I told him, man, you tripping with that one. He like, okay, watch this. You know what I'm saying? With the same... A resilient energy mm-hmm. that, but then he, but when he say his subconscious talked to his conscious and it moved him to do something, like I disagree with it. But the last thing 
I'm going to ever do is tell somebody not to listen to themselves. All right, we got more with T.I. when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into his joint with Ye right now. This is Ye versus the people. Kanye West, T.I. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. T.I. is in the building. Now, T.I., talking to Kanye, what is he not seeing? Like, what, what is blinding him? I mean, I don't even think he's even challenged this idea or this idea has been challenged aside from when it hit the air. Like, the fact that it moved me and none, and I, and I refuse, I, we, we as the black delegation cannot afford to lose Kanye West. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm going to keep it all, I'm going to keep it all with a thousand. And that's, that was my, like, that was my approach. I'm like, nah, hell nah, we can't, nah, man, we can't do that. And I know he's influential, but I didn't realize how influential, because people crying over it. Like, people literally on social man, media he, in tears. Man, he is our Michael Jackson. Like, just point blank, period. And I feel like the same consideration. We give Michael Jeff. First of all, we're talking about Kanye West here, people. Yes. It's very, mm-hmm. very, 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 min- I'm talking about a minuscule percentage of the population of the earth that speaks the language of Kanye West. Right. The things that come into his mind once it hit the L, it probably don't sound the same to the person, the average motherfucker who's listening to it as it did in his head. Right. So he needs kind of like a translator, for real. That's right? real. That's, like, he needs somebody around him who he can say, say stuff to. And then they can say what he what he's saying is he he trying to do this. If you just take seconds of him speaking and play it, sounds preposterous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you listen to him over the span of three four hours, you understand. You kind of understand like, his <laughs> logic and where he's coming from. You don't agree with it. Like if he says I love Trump, he don't mean he loves nah, Trump. But look, his policies, man. his ideologies. Nah, it's kind of like he loves like, style. Like, I love fried chicken. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Kind of, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. It's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, I love Hennessy. Yeah, you, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I love Coachella. Hell yeah. He don't think of him as a person. He's thinking of as a thing. the thought. Yeah, the right. thing that yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever that force is. And then he say, well, he has dragon energy. I have dragon energy. I say, what the because a dragon got that, <laughs> that was like the beginning of the conversation. Right. So I'm just hearing him throw all these parables and like the man speaking in kind of like riddles and shit, you know. Because he can't really explain. He can't explain himself. the shit that's going on in his head. Yeah. But the more he talk it out, he kind of get around to it. So by the time we had sat down in the room with everyone else, he kind of got around to trying to like, now he could kind of convey because... I said, man, because he said, well, I don't agree with everything he said. I don't agree with half of the stuff he said. I said, okay, well, what part do you agree with? Right. And he said, well, the thought of coming from nothing and nobody says you can do it and you become the president. Was he nothing? No, he didn't really come. Donald Trump didn't I mean, come from in nothing. the world of politics. In the world of politics, absolutely. In the world of politics, oh, okay, he was absolutely say, zero yeah, less than, lesser than that. He was a reality star. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Donald Trump would be equivalent to Chris Jenner becoming the president yeah. of the United States right. of America. So how did it end? You said that before. Like, so how did it end? Did he finally get it said, oh, mm-hmm. oh, God. They agreed to nah, disagree. Nah, man, man. I mean, well, I got him to, we, we had him to at a point where he was like, well, look, maybe I should just change something on the hat and make it my own. I said, yes. Yes. Right. Yes. That's what you should do. <laughs> That's it. And then he say. But no, that oh. wouldn't. <laughs> I say, but no, 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 that wouldn't get me. What would, would I? Would, that wouldn't prove my point. Is what he said. Mm. And I don't think he understands the optics of the situation because he don't. He don't understand how dire this situation He's is because so he knows removed. nothing about Trump's policy. He's so yeah. I asked him. Man, I said, him. "Hey, man, what, so how you feel about the travel ban?" He say, 
which, what's the travel bag? Exactly. Oh, it doesn't affect him. And sometimes you know what I'm saying? So I say, come on, bro. You can't do this. And you say you leading with love. If you loving this man is hurting all these people, what, what make him so much worth, worth so much love to where it caused these people so much pain? You loving and someone he, who hates. And then he sat down. Mm. I ain't figured that out. I got to figure that out. And then he started thinking. And he, then, then he was like, but if, hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, now yeah. he's trying to reconfigure his approach. He don't know the things that we know because he's removed himself from society to the point where it don't reach him. He said he just started watching CNN. He just started watching CNN. He said he, even when Trump, I mean, Obama was in the White House, he never watched CNN or nothing. He said he just started watching CNN. So are we excusing this? No. no we're not no, excusing this. Hell no. No. Hell no. It actually makes it more dangerous, the mm-hmm. fact that you're uninformed and you're using your platform to spread this. Now, the genius of him said, all right, well, let's do a song. Like, now how did the song come about? Man, because we were talking for four hours mm-hmm. about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have never. <laughs> but it was, it was a very enlightening discussion, I feel like. You know, I learned a lot mm-hmm. uh, about him, about his commitment to personal growth. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, look, man, just give me a minute. I'm feeling something. I'm work- Let me figure out what it is, yeah. you know. Don't be so quick to just cut me out. I'm not a white supremacist. I don't agree with white supremacy. Mm-hmm. I say, but you are supporting one. You wearing their flag. Mm-hmm. You are wearing... The flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, but imagine what a white supremacist thinks about it when I wear it. He'll want me to take it off. So do we. And I'm like, <laughs> well, well, do him a favor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just take it off because we want you to take it out. Everybody. And then he's like, man, maybe you want me to take it off and them want me to take it off is enough to bring y'all closer together. I'm like, man, listen. You know so how I mean? did the song come about? Whose idea was it like, okay? Yeah, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I was saying, man, so, you know, we got to, you know, to the to the point where we'd been going back and forth for quite some time, mm-hmm. and we would start talking about music. He played the scoop, scoopity-boop, and I said, <laughs> man, you're just toying with people now. You got to stop. And he's like, nah, man, what, like, what if I go boop, boop? I'm like, man. Stop it, man. When I heard it, I said, what the f is this? And he told I'm me like, it was a reference track. Bro. <laughs> but look, though, I think the shock of the people in the room every time he played it is what made him keep it, I think. And then, you know, hey, have y'all ever heard, y'all y'all seen that 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 Dave Chappelle stand-up? The one where he says, uh, he says, you know, the reason why I really want to quit comedy, because I'm too damn good at this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can say any joke, any punchline, mm-hmm. and, you know, y'all going to laugh at right. it. Right. I feel like that's how Kanye feels. I can mm. make any song. You know what I'm saying? I can out, make any song. Like y'all going to like it. So it, it really no, don't matter no. what I do. I'm I, nothing. I, I, I ain't pushing myself. I'm not bringing the best out mm-hmm. of myself because anything I do, you accept it and love it. Because people were like, right. I love this track. Yeah. It was, like, so, crazy. Crazy. It was yeah. But, but I'm just saying, man, man, that scoop, scoopity, whoop, bullshit is going to be a genre now. It's going to be a bunch of scoopy, <laughs> scoopity boopity boopers. Ain't that like scat? Don't, don't they call it like scat music? I don't know what the fuck they're calling anything. Oh, man, but I, I, feel, I could do without it. I feel like I Kanye- did not care for it. However, he played some other shit that is completely like jamming on the one. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, so he played that first one for a reason. Right. Because he could have played any of these other songs that I heard that was jamming like a motherfucker. And then afterwards, I was, I think... I asked him if he had any beats or something like that. And then he was like, well, I got this one song. And you know what? I'm already kind of saying my part. Maybe we could, you know, it's kind of one-sided. Maybe you could do your part in between my parts. And I was like, all right, cool. But then when I started doing my part, he just erased all of it and started from the top. 
And it only took about 30, 30 to 45 minutes mm-hmm. to, to knock it out right quick. It's interesting how God worked, though, because when I heard the record, I was like, everybody going to think this is a publicity stunt. Yeah, because but, it, I mean, y'all just recorded it last. Yeah, Thursday. we we he released it in twenty four hours. You didn't know you was putting it up. I didn't know. See, I did the song right. I'm thinking after I leave, he gonna play the song back. He gonna hear me talking. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna still be talking to him while I'm gone. Yeah. And then he gonna hear what I'm saying. He ain't gonna like that. He gonna erase it. And then, <laughs> and his man put the song out the next day. He didn't give you a heads up or nothing. Just nah, he didn't tell me nothing. But I mean, I don't know if he put it out. He said it got leaked. So, you know, you know. All right, when we come back, we have more with T.I. Usually we do the rumors, but T.I. is here. We're talking about a lot, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, T.I. is here. Usually this is where we do rumors, but T.I. is here. So before you leave, T.I., who invented trap music? Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Why we... And how did T.I. answer that for you? Hey, listen, man. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. We, we, we need not ask questions we already know the answer to. You did. Uh, the word trap had never been coupled with the word music to make a phrase before August 19th, 2003. Nobody can ever show you anyone saying trap music. You can say, people were talking about trap. People were talking about selling drugs. Listen, man. People were playing electric guitar before rock and roll, but that didn't make it rock and roll. What made it rock and roll was my said, this is rock and roll. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, that is, that's a, a frivolous discussion when we have bigger fish to fry. Excuse me, I have bigger fish to fry. I think that my purpose is greater than talking about who created something that I know I created and, and I have, you know, since transcended. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But... Because, I, I, I'm going to give you an example. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the number one phone in the world right now? What's everybody's favorite iPhone. phone? Okay, iPhone. Now, as great as the iPhone is and as much as everybody like it, you, you can never say this is the first cell phone. Mm-hmm. Right. You can never say that. Right. You can't take away from the Motorola flip phone. You can't take away from the the the, the next tail chirp. The big block joint. You know what I'm saying? You can't take, you can't take away. No matter how much you love this iPhone, <laughs> man, you must pay homage to what led up to because the reason the iPhone became the iPhone is because they didn't have to go back and research all this technology that all these other phones before them had done. Same thing here. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't done what I'd done, it would have at least taken you a whole lot longer, or, you know what I mean, to get where you at, and it wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't. I think you made it a genre. It just wouldn't. Personally. I mean, I didn't create, I mean, that's, Anything that happened after that is under that. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. Okay. And that's that on that. Now, two. T- but I will say it's interesting because I find that there is a a common type mm-hmm. of people who have this argument. You know what I'm saying? It's a common kind of like thread that kind of binds them. And y'all remember the wire, right? Of yeah. course. <laughs> All right. You got some cats who are more fond of Avon Barksdale mm-hmm. and his methods. You have some cats who are more fond of Stringer Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, so cats who feel like they mow Avon Barksdale, you know what I'm saying? Grimy, in the gutter, get it how you live, dirt under your fingernails, and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Keys with the blood stain on it and all that, you know what I'm saying? Just keeping it real, you know? Those cats, they tend to go over that way with the other guy. And the cats who feel like we have an elevated level of success that allows us to diversify our portfolio and <laughs> not have to, you know, uh, 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 subject ourselves mm. to such 
<laughs> inconveniences like uh, life in prison or a casket. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we take this sh- and we build upon it and grow and take it to something else. And those people kind of err on the side of me. So you'll never convince an uh, 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 Avon Barksdale supporter that Stringer Bell is, you know, more effective. Gotcha. That's just like a principle within you. Yeah, so yeah. if that's where you at, then that's where you at. But facts are facts, and that is that. You playing dope boys in the trap of Mom's series. Hey, man, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't... The, the, the worst thing I could do, man, it just... I sound stupid trying to convince people of something so simple. It's like if I tell you, if I try to tell you, hey, man, the sun is outside shining. The sun is shining. That's what's lighting the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, it ain't. The more I argue with you about something (laughs) so obvious, the dumber I get. Right, right, right. So I'm gonna let them have it. Just look it up. I'm, I'm I have elevated the discussion to to yay versus the people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, is the yeah. discussion right now. <laughs> this discussion has already passed. We passed that. Donald Trump. Donald what Trump. A, what about him? He comes to Atlanta and he says, uh, "I would like to meet with uh, one of the leaders of the Black Delegate, the Black Order, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Uh, T.I. Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just would like to have a conversation to see if there's anything that can be done in the community. Uh, and and would, would you have the conversation?" If I could bring Farrakhan with me. Ooh, okay. I'm going to bring somebody smarter than me. I yeah, ain't just yeah, yeah. I'm need either him or... John uh, Lewis. John or, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Andy Young. Maxine Waters. Somebody yeah. got to come just to make sure this shit going the way. You it's know what I mean? Right. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't just... Because you going to have... He going to have somebody there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He going to have somebody there that's probably giving him the lowdown on me and what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take somebody with me. And the conversation before anything started, hold up. First of all, what's with the blatant disregard and disrespect to my people? Let's talk about that. We can't move forward to do nothing together. I can't even look at you eye to eye. We can't, if it ain't a mutual respect, then we can't go nowhere. And you've been disrespecting us from the jump. So what's happening? Mm. And and how he answer that going to depend on how the rest of the meeting go. If he walks in with a hat, you smacking the hat off? Nah, man. <laughs> that's, nah. that's a song. That's <laughs> literally life. That's literally a life sentence you just got me. No, 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 no. Wait, and if he says, let's take a picture first, are you going to take a no, picture? No, hell no. Take a picture first. Oh, my. We ain't here for no photo op. We had to get something done, would for you real. Let, would you let the people know that, look, I'm going to meet with this man? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, but I ain't going by myself. Everything that I say happens, somebody else going to be able to say, that what happened. Absolutely. I ain't going by myself, because that's how he set you up. He'll come out and say, yes, he told me that we were buddies and that we were going to eat chicken wings at the JR Cricket later. I ain't saying nothing like that. What the hell? Hey, listen, man. Hey, y'all. It's lying like a mother. <laughs> and another thing I, I, I didn't mention, mm-hmm. two things, two more things that I learned that I didn't know before I got there. I didn't know that this man dead the f*** here about running for president. Yes, he is. He is? Dead the f- Dead the f- That's dead ass. Yes, oh, dead in ass New York translation. Dead the f- serious. <laughs> no. That eight time dead ass. Dead the f- serious. <laughs> you understand that? That bank head. That, serious. That's that bank head mother f- dead ass, B. You forgot the f- serious. He said that at the VMAs. Y'all forgot that. Yeah, but I ain't take him serious. And man, but before how I knew he was dead serious, because before it was Kanye 2020. Now Kanye 2024. So he really going to run, spend his own money and really do it. His best yeah. chance to do it in 2020, though. Go right up against yeah, Trump. Head yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, hey, if it's him or Trump, 
I'm with him all the way. You right. I'm with him all the way. Yeah, you right. And see, that what he ain't seeing. But maybe he do now. And what's the other thing you said? You said it was two things. Oh, and, and how how much how affected he still is by the death of his mom. Absolutely. He's extremely. He's still affected, but it doesn't show. And I think another thing, he'd been hermited for so long and he removed himself from, I guess, normal social interaction so much that I think I, it feel to me, you know, he just happy to be like, you know, talking. I've talked to Kanye probably four times in 14 years. And I've talked to him maybe every day Word up. since I left him. Same here. So that lets you know he reaching out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So who are we to be like, yeah. let's at least arm the brother with the information. I can't do that. If anybody needs my help and, and they are worth helping and they have shown that they're willing to put in, you know, the work to help themselves, I can't turn my back on that. We know. Yeah. You talk somebody off a goddamn building. <laughs> we know. Yeah, but I mean, even if he decide that way he want to go, if he want to sit at that table... We need somebody who's going to sit at that table and have a discussion. Yeah. As long you know as they saying? represent us. I mean... That's the important part. You can't just be We going to represent us. We going to represent us. The black you order, know what baby. I'm mm-hmm. We going to represent us. You know, they can't make us do nothing we don't want to do because they got to bring it back to the front line. Mm-hmm. You did? Right. You know what I'm saying? What you say? Nah, we ain't doing it. Dead the f- hey, take this back. <laughs> take this back. Two five zero 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 zero. Huh? Yeah. Tell them let's start there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. T.I., we appreciate you for joining us. Right on, man. Love. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.